that. I didn't drop something just now. <laughs> Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing you a weekly dive of all the news, discussion, and condensed nerd talk you need for virtual reality gaming every Friday. I'm Jay Bratt, a VR YouTuber and your host tonight. I'm filling in for Rip, who's here in spirit. You might see him in the chat, but he, he needed to keep his head out of VR because he wanted to watch the Jonas Brothers concerts on his computer, so he's not there. <laughs> Adam. I'm Adam Charlton, a VR game developer who is really kind of getting tired of having to come up with unique and witty things to say every week for my intro. <laughs> you know, like I'm sitting down and I'm like, I really have to come up with something unique again tonight? I just awesome. couldn't do it. <laughs> Sorry, I hold on. I'm just now noticing the part that I, I'm assuming you put in. You, you have to read it. And I'm, okay, I'll read it. We're short. Um, and I'm back from the Jonas Brothers VR concert. We've been missing Destiny for a couple weeks. And as we've been saying on all the podcasts, she was off chasing the Jonas Brothers around, which may or may not be true. We're all sitting here in virtual reality. We're interacting as if we were really together in one room. So if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, come check out the YouTube channel. You can see us and our lovely virtual faces here. We run the podcast in four sections. First, we're going to have a Q&A section, mostly from our Discord and Patreon community. Second, a VR gaming news section, keeping you up to date. Third, we'll talk about our experiences with some of the new VR games to come out, or some of the goldies if it's not a great week for releases. And fourth, we'll be running a discussion that changes week to week. This week, we're going to be talking about what is Facebook doing to VR. Last week, we covered the future of VR entertainment, so check out last week's podcast to hear all about it. We've got some questions. You've got questions. We've got answers. And our first question is from Starsight. Starsight says, who's the best at Beat Saber? Now, this is the moment where I'm supposed to go this guy. But guess what? <laughs> we are going to stream an event of all of us fighting it out and finding out who's actually the Beat Saber champ. So that's going to be this Saturday, 10 a.m. Pacific time. So watch out for some details on that on our Discord and on our channel and everyone else. Uh, so I guess that resolves that question. Who else had a question, Adam? <laughs> sure. So Brumbo had the next question who asked, what's the worst VR-based decision you've ever made? You know, besides <laughs> investing into VR, right? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, the worst VR decision you've ever made, uh, you know, you really have to be really careful with when you set up your guardian boundaries because if you make a mistake, you will have some seriously bad decisions. And so one time... When I'm like, uh, oh, the Guardian, I can push that out. I can put it <laughs> over my desk and punched my desk. That was definitely a worst VR-based decision I've ever made. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. What about you guys, though? Um, I feel like for me, it would be jumping into um, games that have locomotion when mm. I what definitely did not have my VR legs yet. Mm. That is, that, is a, that is a tough mistake to make. I know Nat suffers with a bit of that. Speaking of Nat, we, we were filming a video together and I had trusted the mats that I put down as like, hey, I'm going to stay on the mat. I usually always do. I don't have to worry about it. Well, we were playing Rec Room Dodgeball and somehow oh, she no. was a little, <laughs> little on her edge of the mat and I was on or off mine and I was able to reach her and I just I threw a dodgeball and I just punched her right in the headset. Oh, so no. That, that definitely has to be the worst one. Luckily, it was a PlayStation VR, which they kind of hover above your in front of your face a little bit. So the headset took most of the impact. She was okay, luckily. Probably worst oh, decision. <laughs> uh, oh, Destiny, man. who else has got a question? Okay, so up next we have one from BR Ryan, and he wants to know if Oculus made new controllers for the current headset that had finger tracking like the Index, would you get it? So I think the controllers are definitely one of the things that could use some tweaking. Um, of course, everybody loves the Index controllers. So I do think instead of just like focusing on full hand tracking, if they did do an overhaul on the controllers to mimic the Indexes, I would definitely try it out. Yeah, Adam, have you ever tried, you have the index controllers, obviously. Have you ever tried an, a Rift or anything, any of those controllers to see the difference? Do you know? I tried a Rift. I had um, Vive Wands for quite some time. And so upgrading from the Vive Wands to the index controllers was a significant difference. And I don't know if I could go back to it. Vive I mean, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vive in many ways, the headset and the controllers was just the Gen 1 of the Gen 1s. It, it was, it was, it felt almost more like a tech demo. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Well, and it's funny you mention that because like a lot of people probably don't remember back in the day. The original Vive launched with its wands. The Oculus Rift launched next to that, but their controllers didn't come out for like seven or eight months after. So they had some time to learn from some of the mistakes. So people are surprised the Oculus controllers have stayed mostly the same all these years. Well, they had time. They didn't come out <laughs> right at the beginning. I definitely, I mean, it wouldn't even have to be index controllers. If they make anything better than these controllers, I would get them. The Touch 2.0s were worse than the Touch 1.0s, in my opinion. I miss my old Rift controllers. And for all of you out there who don't know this already, I'm actually now on Quest controllers on my Rift because my Rift controllers were dying. And so I switched my Quest ones out with it. Because on Quest, I mostly play Beat Saber, and they don't need the joysticks. But my joysticks are breaking on my Rift ones. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not pleased or in love with these controllers. If they make anything better, I'm going to switch. So hopefully that answers yeah. your question, Ryan. Sure. <laughs> Nunio asked us, what are your top old game series that should be rebooted in VR? So I'd say we, we can each go around and kind of, I know Adam's been thinking about it. So Adam, what do you think? Do you have a game series you'd love to see come back to life in VR? Oh, I said I've been thinking about it. I didn't say I had a solution yet. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, in terms of old game series, there's tons of old game series that I'd love to come back. Uh, I got to say one of the biggest game series would be, you know, Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> I would love to see the original Star Wars Battlefront, Battlefront 2. Though that was my childhood, man. If I could get any one of those games in VR, I really like those shooters. And so maybe it'll just be Pavlov, even just Pavlov, but with the Star Wars skin on it. That would be yes. incredible. <laughs> what what systems were those on when you're talking the old ones? Oh, PlayStation 2. Oh, those wow. were the days. <laughs> wow. That was my childhood. That's funny because I only know them from PlayStation 4. Uh, really? Battlefront oh. 1 and 2. Yeah, I never played the old ones. So I was thinking, I was like, those aren't that old. <laughs> no, no, no. The PlayStation 2 era Battlefront 2, that's where it's at. Okay. You, you know, these usurpers in the modern consoles. Yeah, those don't count. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, Destiny, you've had a little less time to think about this. Do you have one? Okay, so what are we considering like? old i mean but how old just even, anything even any just yeah. let's game. just say let's just say a few years obviously not something that's not out this year but just just anything really okay so we've kind of talked about this but i really would like to see the gta in vr i know technically it kind of already is but i'd like to see it like perfected and truly yes. for vr yeah, like native vr, VR. Yeah, or like, or like the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas game, which I still think might be the best one, even better than the current one. I'm with you. I would love to see <laughs> any of them, any of them from the ground up. Yeah, yeah. that would be awesome. Well, for what me, this you? is yeah. this is probably nostalgia talking, and Zelda games do still exist, but I would love <laughs> to see like the Ocarina of Time fully rebuilt in VR. Because that game, the music, the gameplay, and actually just the other day in VR chat, I went and saw uh, a Temple of Time with the same music from and everything in VR. And that was just like, oh my gosh, I, I would spend so much time replaying that game in virtual reality. That game was like so much of my childhood. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, nostalgia. Yeah, if only Nintendo will ever get into the VR game, but... You know, they did. it's not looking likely for a while. <laughs> yeah, Labo, that doesn't count. On. That's sort of like, <laughs> you know, careening off the edge of a cliff VR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is that is a good way to put that. I like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, with this week's Q&A wrapped up, let's start the news section. But first, this week's news segment is brought to you by our sponsor, Asterion. Does your VR headset still live in a cardboard box? Well, here at Full Dive Gaming, we believe your headset should rest on a stand worthy of your VR device. And that's why we are excited to recommend the Aura Universal VR stand. It's compatible with every VR headset. It's minimalist. It's modern. And it looks great on your desk. I wish I had one right here to, like, touch and show you. Or in your living room, wherever you want it. It's got RGB lighting. You can cycle through all the colors or have it constantly changing. It even has a convenient USB port on the side. So if you have a Quest like Destiny, you can plug it in and keep it charged. If you have rechargeable controllers now that I have modified my Rift ones to that, I can keep them <laughs> charged. If you have Adam's got the index, do you do you charge your knuckles with it? I do. do? Nice. Yes. Do they split off one USB or do you have to have like a stand or something? I charge them one at a time, which normally yeah. isn't a big deal. So... Yeah, normally I'm running with like one controller fully charged and one about halfway, and then I just switch them <laughs> over. 
<laughs> oh, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah, yeah so it's... if my left hand just sort of like fades away, you know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so we know something. Yeah. If, Adam, if Adam only starts talking with one hand the entire podcast long, we know oh, that. <laughs> well, if you guys out there want to pick up your own Asterian Aura VR stand, you know it. Use the code full dive, one word, full dive at asterianproducts.com to get $5 off any order over $19.99. That's full dive, F-U-L-L-D-I-V-E, no spaces, and you can get your Aura VR stand for just $24.99, which is a smoking price for this stand, I honestly think. I'm, I'm surprised it didn't cost more than it did. Yeah, it is a really good price, especially with how customizable it is. And well yeah. worth the upgrade for my cardboard box. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the box that came in. <laughs> Yeah, this stand, if you've seen pictures out there, if you know someone who can do like good etching or something, you can like put a design into it. And I won't give away too many spoilers, but Asterian sent us some pictures and there might be a giveaway with some customized ones coming. So oh, yeah. keep an eye out for that. <laughs> well, let's talk about some news. Yeah, Jay, what do you got for us this week? So first thing, kind of big news, kind of what we were expecting. Sony in Japan posted a job listing confirming that they're working on a next-gen VR headset. So now this next part is translated literally by Google Translate, so we all know how that is. But it said, we are developing a next-generation VR head-mounted display, and the company is on the hunt for a team of around 15 people that will be in charge of mechanical design of the lens barrel, supporting the optical system, small and lightweight housing, heat radiation design, development of jig for optical system evaluation, etc. And, yeah, and the translator it was a Google translator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what? I've got some theories and some things I've read on this. What does that sound like to you guys? What, what does that mean? What is? What do they mean? Heat radiation design. So that just probably... means making sure that the headset doesn't get hot for you. Yep. It's radiated away from the user. Oh, I thought they were trying to like integrate, like you know, like when you put a fan on you or something to make it feel more real. <laughs> I was like, or, you know, I don't know, they're trying to get... Oh, yeah, you know, the fourth dimension, you know, when you yeah. walk into the sun, it heats up on your face, yeah. right? Oh, my God. <laughs> as cool as that sounds, desert. that sounds sweaty and hot. <laughs> For sure, that's great. Well, no, is... it, it, it just ahead, sounds like a typical... To me, it just sounds like a typical version 2. It sounds like the next upgraded part of, of PlayStation VR. And honestly, hopefully they... Yeah, I don't know. It, it the the one thing that does sound interesting is the optical system evaluation. There could be something interesting with that because you know normally it's just VR. All VR really is is just slapping a couple 4K monitors on your face, right? But um, optical system evaluation sounds like they might be doing some interesting things there. So I'm excited to see what comes of it. Yeah, yeah. We're we're hoping for the same in there. So there's been rumors circulating this, and this could all just be people's speculation. So keep that in mind with this next part. But what some people have taken from this and from some of the other news that's coming out, they're saying that this means Sony is, of course, working on a next-gen VR headset, but they're thinking that this may not be the PSVR 2. This may be, they may be taking a different direction. This might be Sony making some sort of like a PS Vita headset that could then work wirelessly because of the patents we've seen and also be tethered to the ps5 to basically be kind of like the quest of consoles oh that would be interesting yeah mm, i don't know how i feel about that i mean wireless headsets are definitely the future don't get me wrong but yeah you just sacrifice i feel like you sacrifice so much in going full wireless than you'd get from being tethered but a streaming I don't know. It's all up in the air. I'm excited to see what they come out with. I, yeah, I think you're totally right. I think there is sacrifices, but I think Sony being the console maker already, like the original PSVR, they weren't looking to be the top of the chain with the resolution or the tracking or anything. They were looking to be the most approachable headset. And if they can deliver on a wireless headset that could be even wirelessly tethered to your PS5 when you want to play something more intensely, or some of the patents have shown multiple headsets somehow streaming to the same PS5, if there's a way your friend can bring this over and you can play even just simple VR games together, I mean, that would be what they would need to stay in VR right now and keep innovating rather than starting to look like they're just chasing everyone else. That could be a good way to get ahead. I would love to see Sony take the lead on wireless headsets. <laughs> that, that is a, a sphere of innovation that really needs a boost forward 
And, you know, I'd love to see Sony take the lead on that. Might actually convince me to buy a PlayStation. <laughs> what about you, Destiny? You're going to sell your Quest if, it, if all this came true? No, I think I'm still going to hold out for the uh, <laughs> Index going wireless one day. But, I mean, if they can make, especially, were you saying that they're going to make streaming easier? Is that kind of like what they're trying to get at? That's That's what the patents all look like. But as we know, patents don't necessarily do anything they don't necessarily mean anything but what we've seen is it looks like they're trying to at least figure out a way to make the gaming stream the game stream wirelessly to a headset or built into the headset so that's that's what some of the patents suggest we don't know for sure if they could pull that off that would be definitely definitely a huge uh plus and benefit that's one of the biggest issues i have with the quest yeah yeah the quest you have facebook <laughs> oh gosh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's, uh, let's take this in the direction. Adam, you have some news for us. Yeah, you? well, speaking of all of these interesting patents, there's some more evidence that Apple is working on its own unique VR solution. The company recently filed a patent for their Apple VR boundary system. Now, again, this is just a patent, but it was published August. Um, that can't be right. <laughs> but there was a patent that was just documented as detecting physical boundaries when immersed in a virtual reality environment. So this is the strongest evidence so far that we've seen that Apple is currently working on its own VR solution and environment. And you know it, <laughs> can't wait to get here. The more big players in the VR environment, the faster it'll develop. And so I can't wait to see Apple join the, join the crowd as well. <laughs> Yeah, so the patent was filed in March, but it was just now published on August 13th. So that but you see, we're changed. not to August 13th yet, and now actually we are. Is it already <laughs> August? Now you're gonna. I read the date of, of August 13th, and I'm like, that can't be right. August is still next month. Oh my COVID, gosh! COVID brain has affected all of our senses of time. It so is that's actually what happened when I was reading through the news piece. I read <laughs> August, and I'm it? like, it can't possibly be August 13th. It hasn't been here yet, so. Sorry about that, dear dear listener. <laughs> We're coming to the end of August, which I, I'm with you. I can't believe that either. But I think this this is surprising for several reasons. Everyone kept saying Apple was not going to go VR. Apple's not going to go VR. They're doing their AR thing. So like to see something this definitive come out that really suggests this is a VR thing. I mean, this could also work in augmented reality, but it doesn't really need to. Right. It, yeah, it, I, I'm definitely with you on that. It's for this is similar to Oculus's Guardians and Valve Chaperone mode. This is specifically for VR. When you're in augmented reality, there's a lot of pass through. You're still interacting with your own actual IRL environment. This feels very much a VR specific thing. So I don't know. <laughs> and if if there was a company that would come in and make a really user-friendly headset that was super trendy and everybody wants, I mean, it would be Apple. That's kind of their MO. They, they tend to let others pioneer for a minute and then they just come in and blow away all the pioneers by making it the most user-friendly thing out there. And we definitely need more user-friendly in VR to get more people into it. So I like the prospect of this and I, I just want to see more. I want to know what the heck they're talking about. See, I'm a bit worried for it actually, and I'll let you know why. Because Apple is great at, oh, what am I going to say? It's great at perfecting. It's great at taking a concept and just absolutely making it so streamlined and so perfect. But the other thing they love to do is build their own environment. <laughs> and so uh, we already have two key environments that are, we, we have the Oculus platform and we have the Steam VR platform. And if Apple joins the gang, they aren't going to play well with anyone else. They're going to come in and try <laughs> and dominate with their own environment. And that's what I'm worried about. We don't want yeah. VR to be splintered right now. VR benefits as a whole if it tries to come together. And so having Apple come in and start its own environment will really fracture the VR world. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, it's great that it'll definitely bring a lot more um, new VR players to the game. But at the same time, just like, I don't know, I'm kind of bitter towards Apple right now. I'm not a big fan of theirs, especially, I don't know if you're up to date with their beef with Fortnite right now, or <laughs> Epic Games in general. Yeah. Like, I'm mad about that. And so I feel like it's kind of like what you're saying. I feel like that's what's going to happen. Like, they're going to come in, and then they're going to kind of, like, butt heads with everybody. And, like, there's going to be more games that aren't cross-play. And I don't know. 
Like we'll see. <laughs> They're gonna come in and buy Pavlov and just screw all of our all of our no. life. <laughs> yes, I, I could see that happening. Yep. Uh, I mean, well, Apple users can play it. Yeah, but right yeah, now, <laughs> yeah, but right now it's just in the patent phase. We don't know anything for sure. So Good. I guess Let's we'll have there. to we'll get more details <laughs> and we'll give them to you, dear listener, as they come out. Oh, <laughs> uh, what what's next, Destiny? You've got something for us, right? Yep. Okay, so a new Beat Saber uh, Linkin Park DLC was released on the 17th. 11 new songs from Linkin Park launched this week. Three of them are from the 20-year-old album Hybrid Theory. I remember that. I, it was a good album. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there is 55 new beat maps total due to the different difficulties. As for the price, the whole pack is $13.99 or $1.99 each song. And there is a new tunnel environment for these tracks, which looks pretty awesome. Either That's of you, cool. I'm glad to see that they're okay. So I have played some of the Lincoln Park, but not this way. Uh, not the like... official. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't really know how to explain this that's why when i heard about this like yeah that's cool and great but like i've already been playing some of the lincoln park songs but it's <laughs> cool that they're making it official for everyone that's yeah and that's a... a part of the problem though that that beat saber is is having is they've been pretty good about allowing mod support and so when they're coming out with official content like this it makes it kind of difficult it's like hey you can play all yeah. the lincoln park songs and everyone who's been modding is like I've been playing those for yeah. years. <laughs> cool. Oh but my no, gosh. to see official, official, official um, releases for these is cool to see. It is, yeah, and especially with um, you know them bringing a little bit more like rock style to the game. It's cool. It's it's definitely really big for the PSVR crowd, of course, because they don't have mods, they don't have options. It's I big. Know, you uh, poor, true. you poor souls. It's big for the quest crowd who doesn't want a side quest or doesn't have a PC to do it and is still having to rely on them. Uh, I'm super excited. I, I got this first off. I played it. The environment itself, I would say, is worth the money. Ooh. The environment is actually like the coolest part of it. My problem was I was streaming it and the environment had so much lights and so much interactivity that it was bogging down my i was getting oh, wow. total frame drops in the headset i was struggling i ended up having to like turn all the settings way down to keep <laughs> it running i was also in mixed reality which which only makes it worse okay. too yeah, yeah you so need sure. to start flagging an epilepsy warning before you start your streams from now on it's <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. true actually <laughs> tell people you need to be careful one thing i will warn everybody out there if you are a content creator and if you got this pack uh it did immediately get blocked after the live stream is over total block not just a claim or anything so Oof. if you have it play it enjoy it don't bother streaming it for now or uh making videos because well you're not going to reach many people if that happens <laughs> yeah i still highly recommend you guys check it out though because i always feel like i love the custom maps but i always feel like the beat saber actual mapped maps are just so good yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'll definitely give one a try well there is more news, but we're we're saving that for the discussion because that's some crazy news. But before oh, yeah. we jump into before we jump into <laughs> games, we're getting some questions in the live stream chat. So let's let's see if we can answer one real quick. So we've got a question from Mason Carter that says, "My girlfriend wants to know what you guys think about 3D painting in VR. She's wondering how a two-dimensional medium can be translated to a 3D platform when you're not painting on a surface." This that's is an really incredible good. question. Has anyone yeah. used any of the built-in are the designated like painting programs like tilt brush yeah have any are either of you have either of you done a lot I, with that i personally haven't but i've really been wanting to check out tilt brush i do follow several vr artists and it is a thing and um they're amazing the stuff that they can do they can totally uh recreate i think her name's like vr rosie but it's a girl that i follow and she does these insane just like holiday uh like themed like super surreal detailed like villages and like i just i don't know it's it's crazy like i didn't even know that was a thing honestly until i really started huh. getting into vr and i was like how are these people doing that and then that's when i discovered tilt brush so yeah for anybody interested in that definitely check it out it's worth it i've done several but i'm kind of the opposite i am terrible at them i don't <laughs> do them thinking i'm gonna actually build anything nice i just do them for fun but like 
being able to draw in a 3d environment is so much different than drawing on paper because like it's not i would say i wouldn't call it drawing anymore uh mason's girlfriend <laughs> i would call it sculpting <laughs> at this yes. point it's more like a sculpture because you can make it you can make dimensions you can make the size you can do everything you want and again i'm not very good at it so i always whenever i get into all these programs i'm like man i wish i was a better artist right now because i can make something so cool because some people make things in these and then they 3d print the thing they made I mean, yeah, what crazy. what is this world we're living in? Right. I almost consider this closer to something like Minecraft than I would to traditional painting because you're creating something in a 3D environment, but that can also only really truly be experienced in a 3D environment. You know, like, yeah. and, and that's one of the things about this new 3D painting medium is that you can look at these 3D paintings, but it's really no different if you're looking at them on a flat computer screen than it would be just a normal painting. To really truly get the full effect, you have to experience them in VR. And that is where this medium gets so exciting. Because yeah. it's allowing the people to experience an entirely new way of experiencing your art. It is. It's it's so cool. And even in like really not such official uses, there's for people like me who aren't big artists, there's a game in Rec Room called 3D Charades where you're like up on a stage with all your friends and you like grab a car and you're supposed to try and paint it. It's like Pictionary, but you can draw in the 3D environment. So like you can like, if the card was doorway or something or hallway, you could like quickly try to draw a hallway and like walk through it or move <coughs> through it to kind of show. That's why it's called, that's why it's called charades. Cause it's like, you can actually interact with these objects you're creating in this 3D environment around you. And it oh. makes for some hilarious gameplay when you do this <laughs> with people too. So like not only, are you there's ones where you're alone and you're painting but there's ways to use this in a social aspect that's just really fun so don't be intimidated if you're not an artist there's there's tons of uses that are just amazing yeah incredible question mason and yes. your girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> well with with that wrapped up we're going into the game section and adam you said you would you would tackle one of these sponsor sections tonight you want to handle this one I will. So our games section is also sponsored by Asterion. So does your VR headset still live in the cardboard box that I very fondly had? Well, you know, <laughs> Asterion finally gave me a reason to bring it out of that cardboard box. The Aura, the Aura stand is truly, truly incredible. It is such a good experience to pull it out of that cardboard box and put it where it belongs on its RGB throne. <laughs> on your desk <laughs> it should be like a new hashtag get it out of the box right <laughs> out of the box <laughs> it's compatible with every vr headset it looks great no matter where you put it and if you use our promo code of full dive you can get some cash back on that so honestly go check it out yep hit up asterianproducts.com code full dive one word f-u-l-l-d-i-v five dollars off any order over 19.99 so this doesn't have to be on the aura stand but of course you get that aura stand for 24.99 if you buy it this way so that's that's a sweet deal and and we've talked we've talked about this so much you've, you've all got to know out there we all have these stands and i don't think any of us are going back or switching stands anytime soon because they are gorgeous <laughs> and they, they're just great <laughs> You know, we it's funny, we touched on Minecraft a bit earlier uh, when we were talking about sculpting, but I finally got back in. I've played Minecraft in VR off and on since the days of Gear VR, but I heard about this new Nether update that was going on, and I was like, you know what? I want to do this. I want to play it, and, and I've been playing around live streams last week, so I was like, I'm going to live stream some Minecraft in VR. I didn't realize that everybody can join you if you're playing Bedrock on VR. So I had people in the stream like, hey, can I jump on? And they were coming from PS4s and Xboxes <laughs> and, and all coming and joining me in this world. And it is, in, in VR, it is just, it's, my, Minecraft's a cool game, but it's like almost mind-blowing to me in VR. Yeah. Because the scale, you see mountains in the distance when you're playing Minecraft. You're like, oh, those look like they're mountains. But you're in the headset and you can tell those are big mountains out in the distance out there it's not it's not just this flat image anymore there's this crazy sky adam you've played it too haven't you yeah i have and it really brings the scale like when you're playing minecraft you know okay each cube is a meter by meter by meter and, and you don't realize how big that is until you get into the game you're like man this is a big <laughs> thing in front of me <laughs> yeah no two of them. i, I love for me personally, I, I've done quite a bit of Minecraft VR. I run my own Minecraft server for family oh. and just for like, you, you know, it's a great way to reconnect with friends and family who live far apart. Um, 
I so I pop in on Minecraft VR, but I personally like experiencing Minecraft in VR rather than playing Minecraft in VR. I I think for me personally, I find that to be a bit harder to control, a bit harder to build. I find it easier to play Minecraft on the PC and then experience what I've built in VR. And I've really gotten a lot of enjoyment out of that. You might have a different opinion. <laughs> Did you enjoy playing it in VR as opposed to just experiencing it? I I love it building with it because I can like, instead of like trying to aim my whole perspective, so I can just aim my hand and mm. do it. And so I'm interested how the controls feel because I know you're using an index, which is a little different. Is there any finger tracking? Is there anything that's involved with that? Or is it still just the buttons, basically? It's just the buttons. Okay. Yeah, there's nothing to do with any of the hand tracking or the finger tracking at all. Well, I'm just I'm just so into Minecraft, I think, and I'm so into the scale that when I'm building something, I want to see it in VR. Like I I don't I don't play it flat at all anymore. I just I can't go back once I play it in VR <laughs> for me. For me, that's the only way now to experience Minecraft. And I wish Microsoft says they have the version done, but they need to release it on the PSVR for all of them too. Cause I know they've been waiting and they deserve this experience because it's incredible. Minecraft also VR? gets sorry, what was that? Oh, I was just going to ask, have you ever played the uh, Pavlov Minecraft map? I have, yes. <laughs> I've seen videos. It looks pretty fun, but I've never been in it. It is fun. The, the, but with Minecraft, playing it in VR turns it into a horror game for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you don't realize how big these zombies and creepers and endermen are until you turn the corner and you're staring one in the face. <laughs> oh, no. It is horrifying, and I jumped out of my skin the first time it happened to me. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing quite like being in a dark cavern in VR, hearing zombies moan around you versus playing it on a computer. It's it's way more terrifying and a way more real experience. Dude, yes. I, that's a good point, because I didn't, I didn't even think about it. Because I've been playing it for so long, I kind of forgot. But yeah, it's... Woo. <laughs> terrifying what what a real quick the pavlov map what it just looks like minecraft or is there anything minecraft you can do in it there's nothing um, really minecraft you can do it's just it looks like minecraft it has the same sort of block set the same textures you just run through it it looks like minecraft and you you know play pavlov in a minecraft world that's all it is yeah, and I think, because I guess the bomb that they were using is just like the typical diffuse bomb. Like, I don't think there was anything else that wasn't particular to Pavlov that they were using in that map, if that makes any sense. So, yeah, I guess it wasn't really super-duper Minecraft. It was just more Pavlov style, but in that world. Well, so it looks cool. Well, I guess if you're on Quest, because Quest still doesn't have Minecraft in VR either. But if you have Pavlov on Quest, can you can you go check this out and kind of see what we're talking about about seeing um, Minecraft? Yeah, if you have the link, you can because uh, Quest without the link, you can't do custom maps. But another uh, thing that I don't remember the name of it, but it's on SideQuest specifically. If you are able to access it, it literally is like my Minecraft, but you're running in place to move yourself. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. Oh, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I know I what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, I don't remember the name, but um, when I saw it, I thought it was Minecraft. God, run in place. It was so glitchy. Maybe it was just the way that I was running it, but you no. Know. <laughs> it was cool. Like, overall, just to be in it, like what y'all are saying, to, like, visually see it, but the play. So, but maybe Minecraft is, you know, a little bit more fluent. Yeah, well, that the version I played on, so for those of you out there who are hearing about this for the first time, there's, of course, there's a couple different versions of Minecraft. There's the Bedrock Edition, a.k.a. Windows 10. Uh, I think those two are the same, actually. They might be two different versions, too. Yeah, so Bedrock, Bedrock is the same version as the one you played on. Okay. The, the native one. Mm -hmm. And then there's also Java Edition. So if you play Bedrock like I did, Oculus-only headsets have full support for it freaking oculus uh and so you can put it on it plays right away it works really smooth you can i had the settings all at maximum and i'm on a 2070 and it ran fine <laughs> and i was even live streaming while i did it so that tells you it runs really well where if you're on uh java you have to download vivecraft i still think is one of the only mods that works for it the cool thing about that though is if i want to use my pickaxe to pickaxe a diamond i can actually move my arm and do it i can hit a zombie with a sword with my arm i can swim in the water with my hands yes and, and can, that does feel incredible <laughs> yeah you can even row the boat uh with the rows 
And if you jump in real life, it's kind of fun because you'll get an actual Minecraft jump in the world. So when you jump, you know, the human vertical of like six inches or whatever pitiful thing we jump, you get yeah, to you feel jump the real like a meter Minecraft. up. <laughs> yeah, you get to feel the real Minecraft jump. And it makes you feel like you actually have some power to jump for real. So that's all the cool things about Java. But Java, I've always found to be way more glitchy, not run nearly as well. You have to have the, the settings way lower. It, it never works as well for me. What about, because you played it that way. But the know. mods, the mods. Uh, <laughs> you get the mods with Vivecraft, and that is feels really good. <laughs> tell me no, about it, something. It, I'm it not a modder. Well, I mean, there's mods for just about everything. You can change all the textures and all the skins and everything in the game. Um, you can add new blocks and new crafting recipes. There's every single just about every single mod that you can have in a normal java minecraft map or server you can get on vivecraft okay okay now i'm seeing the appeal because everybody kept saying you should be playing vivecraft and i was like why i'm not much of a modder except with beat saber because you have to be <laughs> but <laughs> beyond that i'm not real good with mods so i don't play around that, that does sound cool do you think you could run shaders short of having a 2080 ti or Oof. is that just you know i would try it but i don't want my computer to catch fire uh, <laughs> Um, I'm not sure. I actually don't know. I don't see why you couldn't because the game is run entirely on your PC and then it's just displaying it to your headset. Um, so I don't see why you couldn't. But if you're super high powered, maybe Destiny, if this comes out on Quest or even you have the link cable, are you going to play some Minecraft with us? Mm. <laughs> we play the forest. <laughs> I, I do want to play the forest and i want to play, play the forest with me maybe i'll play minecraft with you <laughs> okay fine all right well let's let's talk about another game uh i finally got around to playing pistol whip yes and, and you know adam was talking about it rip was talking about it this is still on your radar destiny right you just haven't gotten it yet um after hearing y'all talk about it it made me want to try it more but honestly before that i didn't really have any interest in trying it i don't know why it just doesn't look like my thing, but well, I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring on recommending you try it anyways, because you you might have been one of the people who heard about Beat Saber and felt that way or something. This this is another one of those games until you experience it, like just seeing the footage and stuff. It's just not the same. It is really freaking cool, and yeah. I, I would say even like Rip said, it jumped probably not to my top three, but it probably jumped to my top five pretty quickly. Uh, you get in the game. We've talked about it. I don't need to tell much about it. But, I mean, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's a, it is called a rhythm-based game, but you're shooting. You have one gun. You're being propelled through this environment, and you're shooting these bad guys who are coming at you. You're dodging bullets. You have great dubstep-style music on, and you're playing to the beat. You're moving all around. And I am physically sore today from only playing a <laughs> half an hour. Like, muscle sore. Like, I feel like I worked out doing some weird Pilates because I have, like, weird muscles in my back and sides <laughs> that I didn't even know existed are hurting today. So you get the added bonus of getting a workout while you're doing it, but you're having a really fun time. Adam, how much have you played of it now? I've played quite a bit of time. I've sunk probably a couple dozen hours into this game. Wow. It is just incredible. And you know, when you mentioned you only got one gun, you haven't experienced even half of the game yet, man. <laughs> there is a lot of different modding options where you can really tailor your experience. And I got to say, some of the most fun I've ever had is dual wielding these giant desert eagles and just blowing away guys feeling like I'm in the Matrix or John Wick. It feels incredible. I love the game. Uh, like you mentioned, when I played it, it jumped right near to the top of favorite games I've played at all times, even overtaking the King Beat Saber. Wow. <laughs> but Jay, what do you think? Is this, is this, can this overturn your champion of Beat Saber? I, I, well, just playing it myself, I played for a half an hour. I was live streaming. I, I would say from that experience, definitely not. But hearing you say there's more to it, my worry was I got in and easy was too easy. Normal was a little too easy. But hard was still, I couldn't beat the songs on hard. So I was already worrying in a half an hour, like, does this have the legs to keep me playing? Well, I want to play it for a long time. Does it have community maps? I didn't know any of that. But the game tells you, like, oh, it you, like recommends you only need one controller. Maybe that's the start. But I thought you couldn't get dual guns. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yet. so there's tons of different options to really personalize. So what you're experiencing is, like, the first tier of the game. And then you get to second tier and third tier. And second tier is where you start doing those hard maps. Or maybe you include a, a second gun, which just makes you feel incredible. And then you get to third tier. 
where you turn off aim assist. <laughs> okay. And that makes the game incredibly hard. Even on easy, you have to hit them right on in order to get it. And then you get to fourth tier where you actually start caring about score. <laughs> but there, there is a lot of depth in the game for people that want to experience it and get that far with it. That's that's good news. That's welcome news to me because I was worried playing it. I was like, if this is really it, then I didn't think it would have the legs to last like Beat Saber does for me. But it sounds like it will because in that first play, I was like, okay, this needs to become part of like my workout regimen. This needs to become <laughs> part of my VR fitness plan because it was good. It was fun. But man, did I punch the wall so hard at one point. I I was on a mat. I had the space out, but I just went to, you get to pistol whip these guys. So you're yeah. shooting. No one, everyone tells you that the game's called pistol whip. And you think, well, why? So there's one, there's guys that come down the center path and either you're too busy shooting other guys or you're just dodging his bullets because you want to. And you just reach out and you just hit these guys with your gun. And it's so cool. But man, I punched the wall so good. And I have a green screen and I have padding behind the green screen. And I still managed to skin two of my knuckles. I hit it so hard. Oh, man. Through all these layers. Yeah, I, I that's how hard I was going to hit that guy. Yeah, you can really get <laughs> sucked into the game. <laughs> yeah, you can. It's dangerous how much you can get sucked into this game. But I had fun playing it. Nat got on and played it after I did. And she she enjoyed it, too. She she definitely was there was a bit of a she was having a bit more of a struggle than i was from the beginning i think it's just because i play a lot of shooters and stuff so she wasn't just jumping right and she also jumped further into some of the harder songs so i feel like okay, so it wasn't like a moral struggle then <laughs> no no i feel like the first song like i don't think they go in order of difficulty but since i was going from left to right i did feel like they were getting progressively harder in mm -hmm. my opinion and she just like jumped to one of the ones i hadn't played yet and maybe that was part of the problem but she still seemed to really enjoy the game even though it wasn't seeming too easy for her so that that tells me that no matter what it seems like pretty much anyone would probably enjoy this to a degree kind of like beat saber like you could put anyone in here and they would at least kind of have a fun time and something that i appreciate i've mentioned this on previous podcasts this is another one of those games that could not be played flat and be the same this yes. is a vr only game it's gotta be in vr i love that we need that for the medium <laughs> yeah for sure so destiny you're gonna do it it's on quest you can do it totally wirelessly yeah, I mean, I might, like, I definitely think that I'm one of those people where since the main reason why I wanted or got into VR was for, like, Pavlov and those type of games, um, the most popular games, per se, for VR, I was kind of turned off by, so, like, Beat Saber, things like that, and so it did, it took me a while to even check that out, but then once I did, I, I love it, I, I'm not gonna lie, I love Beat Saber, <laughs> and so how can you not, so, um, so it is probably like that, it's probably a game that, I just need to check it out, like get out of my comfort zone, and I'm I'm sure I'll love it too. Please do. I'd love to hear because then then we can all have a discussion once Rip's done with the Jonas Brothers or whatever he's doing. We can all have an actual discussion <laughs> and so talk scary. about this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys know Adam got his index. How much time have you spent playing? Have you played all your games yet to okay. see how different it is? Yeah. So over the last two weeks, where I've had the index headset, I have played basically every VR game that I've owned, <laughs> just to nice. compare it against the Vive. Nice. And I gotta say, the index, I'll, I'm going to spoil it for you. Index is better than the Vive, guys. Um, <laughs> in, a, in a really subtle way. And I only realized this halfway through the first game that I was playing, where I tried on the index. And, and of course, no screen door effect. It looks better. It sounds better. And then about an hour into the game, I realized that I had forgotten that I was wearing the index. And that is the biggest compliment I can give. The index is so good that you forget that you're wearing an index. <laughs> it's just everything about the index design is designed to make you forget that you're wearing a VR headset. And that's what makes it so good. Where the controllers, where you can just let go of them to pick up and throw things. The off-ear speakers, where you're not wearing headphones. The, it's really comfortable to put on. It's really well-balanced. There's a huge field of view. You just forget that you're wearing a headset. It is so good that you forget about the headset. And that is incredible. And so I've tried every single game I've owned. And I got to say, you know, in Index is worth it, guys. <laughs> you should really get one. It's really good. Yes. Yeah, that's the comfort is my biggest complaint. So if it's any more comfortable, then I'm definitely signing up. 
I've so a couple of questions. One, I should have asked this. I forgot during Pistol Whip. I was definitely noticing in the Rift S, it was struggling because of the field of view. Because like I knew there was guys on my peripheral, but I had to like turn my head so much to see them to shoot. How do you did you play Pistol Whip? How did you feel about the extra field of view you get? I did play Pistol Whip, and I gotta say, I had the same criticism as you all as wearing the Vive. Mm-hmm. And in Pistol Whip, it has sort of this. Almost annoying. That's my only criticism of Pistol Whip, where you get like this giant red line showing you on your peripherals to turn towards the enemies. And it took me a while of playing Pistol Whip on the index that I realized I'd only seen that once in my entire play session. (laughs) The field of view is just big enough to accommodate that, where I can just take in the entire surrounding environment and really, again, it was so good, I didn't even notice that they had to show me peripherals because I could just see them. <laughs> nice. Did you try Pavlov? I, I again, every single game I like own. Everything. <laughs> so how much better Pavlov was definitely it? holds up, but and maybe we'll talk about this next week. But yeah, really, I try. I played a lot more time in Contractors, <laughs> but Pavlov definitely yeah. holds up in Pavlov holds up in Index. Um, it it's not as significant a difference with the index because a lot of the ranges in Pavlov are close enough where the screen door effect and your vision at distance doesn't really matter. Um, the one thing though is that there's a couple of maps in Pavlov, like Data Center or the Dark Forest, where the darks are really dark and the index doesn't do that quite as well. The darks are more of like a really darkish gray instead of like a black black and that's my only criticism but pavlov does hold up in in on the index nice well my my last question so we we've touched on comfort i've been reading about the index and there's kind of a love it or hate it as far as comfort goes but in diving really further in to find out why a lot of people were trained from the rift and from the quest you got to pull that band as far down the back of your skull as possible you got to have it as low on your skull and then people are trying to do that with the index and I guess it's not really meant to go that low. It's supposed to be higher and it's going to be more comfortable. So what have you noticed with the comfort and the headband and everything? I've had a lot of comfort with it. Um, but like you mentioned, the index headband is really designed to be pretty high up. It's supposed to sit right when your skull sort of gets that dip in the back of your head. Um, there's two bands and one fits right on the top of that and one fits right underneath that at an angle. So as long as you can nail the comfort, it does take some time to get the comfort set up. And my brother-in-law tried out my headset and messed up all of the <laughs> all the Velcro <laughs> straps. And I've still been trying to get it back to that comfort that I had when I first tried it on. But when you nail the comfort, you forget you're wearing a headset. It, it is just immensely comfortable. Nice. Well, we'll definitely continue to hear more about the index. And as you know, Rip is waiting on his too. So we'll we'll have a segment in weeks coming of a deep dive comparing them when they both have talked about, but we'll keep asking Adam questions there. Adam, big question. What is Facebook doing to VR? You know, that's a question I've been asking myself every time I look at the news, Jay. Looking <laughs> it over and running it. Oh. <laughs> right. So for those who haven't heard the news, Facebook has announced that anyone who's going to be using the Oculus device who's creating the Oculus account, you have to use a Facebook account to log into it. And in a couple of years, they're going to make you, they're going to cancel all of your current Oculus accounts and force you to merge it in with your existing Facebook account to continue using Oculus. So basically, if you want to keep using the Oculus headset for your current headsets or any future headsets, you have to link it to your Facebook accounts. So, you know, it's, uh, there's some, there's some problems in Oculus land over there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like I already see huge difference just from the time that I first got my headset to now, like in the beginning, you could like add friends and do the social stuff and do these other things without linking it to your account. And then I noticed one day over time, because I, I personally, I hate Facebook, I don't use it. And so, um, like, for personal use and so i did notice like i think it was just a few months later I, it may have been around the same time that there was talk of the whole beat saber and facebook thing merge mm-hmm. but anyways so a little bit after that they made it to where you had to sign in you had to link it if you wanted to be able to like add friends and everything like they didn't even give you the option and it's been downhill since then like that's 
crazy. Like there's so many people out there who don't want to have to link it up to social media and to not give them that option. Yeah. There's not good. There's the whole bevy of reasons. I mean, whether it's data harvesting, whether it's just your own personal privacy, whether it's that you are, you know, a really cool person then that people think are cool and you don't, you think VR is nerdy, but you like it. You don't want your friends to all know that you have a VR headset. (laughs) Like there's so many reasons that this is just not good. What let's, let's take this from the other side for a second. What are they trying to benefit? What are they trying to do for this? Why is this? But but that's the thing though. You you see, they do have some really, they they have a very distinct idea for what the future of VR is sh- supposed to be, and Facebook is trying to support that. It, so this announcement came at about the same time that they're starting to release ads and things for their new Facebook Horizon, which is Facebook's version of you know Ready Player One's VR Oasis, where VR isn't to Facebook, VR isn't supposed to be this. Uh, just an ecosystem where you play games, but it's where you log in, you interact with friends, you can maybe play games and do activities, but it's more of a cohesive ecosystem where you stay in it a long time, maybe do your work there, hang out with friends, chat with friends. So forcing you to log in with Facebook is connecting you with all of your Facebook friends by default. And so they're hoping to draw into that ecosystem, that pre-existing Facebook social network to try and do that. Whether or not that's a good thing (laughs) is a bigger discussion, but that's what they're trying to do. They have a very distinct vision for it and they're moving for it. Oh, well. so weird. I remember when Facebook first bought Oculus and there was a lot of doom and gloom back then. And Lucky Palmer, who was one of the founders of Oculus, he said that like he wasn't going to let Oculus make Facebook become a part of this. They were going to own it, but he wasn't going to let this happen. Well, then, due to disagreements, he left. (laughs) He left Oculus. (laughs) And so people were like, oh, crap. Well, then things kind of calmed down and it sat for quite a while. It's been now. And we were all like, when are we going to start seeing some disaster? When is something going to go wrong? Well, this is, I'm going on a bit of a story time here, so just be prepared. Yesterday, I was talking to this this new person in the community, and he was telling me how much he loved Beat Saber, but he doesn't have his own rig yet, and he's been going to the VR arcade as often as he can and playing it there and actually getting pretty decent. He's getting up to level hard and playing it there. And just yesterday was the first time we'd started talking about this, and he was telling me, I'm going today. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Then he messages me later in the day, and he's like, it's gone. And I don't know. Oh. And he's like, he's like, the game was gone from the arcade. And they told me because they weren't Oculus specific devices, the game had disappeared. Oh, and I no. was like, I was like, what is he talking about? Like, like all this time, Facebook hadn't made any of his moves. We kind of all were starting to get into this false sense of security. They bought Beat Games, which made Beat Saber. But we thought, oh, they're not going to mess with anything. And then all of a sudden, they wiped it out from all the arcades that don't already have Oculus devices. Oh, so they're no. They're forcing the arcades to switch to Oculus. They're taking away what people have had. And it's it's just they're trying I, to get monopoly. Yeah. Exactly. Which honestly, as Facebook as a company, they want that monopoly. I mean, yeah, if Facebook do. could if Facebook could own the air you breathe, they would do it. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> but you know, and honestly, this isn't too far off. Like VR is great and all, but imagine Facebook owning every single thing you see you hear you touch and interact with in vr that is a feature that i really don't want to live in <laughs> oh. oh gosh what was the name of that was it gregarious games in uh ready player one was the company that like made the oasis they're yeah. trying to like they're trying to make that shot for that but what drives me crazy about this too like they're saying in 2023 we're gonna make this switch like for those of you out there how many people even are going to want to be on Facebook in 2023? The thing about, yeah, the thing about social media, kids don't necessarily want to be on the same social media their parents are on. And even already, Facebook's kind of starting to get looking like the like the old, <laughs> the old one, you know, everybody's on TikTok or Instagram or Snapchat. Like, how are they trying to preserve and lengthen the life of Facebook by doing this? I don't know. You know, I think I think VR is their pathway to reinvigorating Facebook. Imagine if they start turning Facebook into almost a VR specific place. Well, well, I mean, all these old people probably aren't going to have VR, so they might migrate off. Eh, probably not. You know how long it took to, for all of them to get on Facebook. But... <laughs> 
But no, like this might be their way of reinvigorating by forcing people to use a Facebook account with VR. It's really going to try and reinvigorate all of these this younger generation who's a little bit more tech savvy and into VR into going back to Facebook. I don't know. They're trying to monopolize it, and then we got yeah, Apple are. potentially coming into the market and, and fracturing They're going to do the there. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening to our VR future? I feel like stay away. <laughs> I feel like everything looked so bright last week, and I I feel like I'm yeah, kind of getting bogged same. down. Yeah, I'm getting bogged down in the Reddit doom and gloom, you know. And mm -hmm. it's just what 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 are some pauses that can come out of this? Tell me something good. Everybody needs an index. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the hero of this story, Valve, comes in to save the day again from the yeah. corporate monopolies. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm getting a headache here. Adam, you, you've had a lot to say on this. Is there is there some good positives? Can we can we like think of a way that this turns out great for us in the VR industry? There is some good things. If it is reaching out to Facebook and it starts to become a little bit more mainstream, there could be more people that join as a part of it because it is going to be what Facebook is doing is trying to make VR an inherently social experience, which up until this point, unless you're on a couple of specific applications in VR, you didn't get that. It was for gaming only. And so turning VR into an inherently social experience could be a really incredible way to get more people into the VR ecosystem, to get people comfortable with it, and having VR be more incorporated into people's lives. This could be a, a significant cultural change that needs to happen for VR to hit true mainstream. So there are some positives with what, with what Facebook has envisioned for the future of VR. But at the same time, I really don't want Facebook controlling what I see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, That's the thing. Like, right? it sounds good in theory, but like coming out of their mouths, you know, it's just like BS. Like, you know, there is more of like a, a hidden agenda. Like, that's, I don't know. It sounds too good. Like, there's right. something else going on. It's like, I'm all in favor for our, like, an IRL utopia, you know? Oh, I'd love to have everything paid for me, make lots of money. I wouldn't trust North Korea to be in charge of that. <laughs> That's what's happening yeah, it, here. It, it, it's exactly. like someone contracted out North Korea to design a utopia for us. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not all that comfortable with it. <laughs> nope. I, there's a couple more points we need to touch on. One big one is that it's kind of obvious from the implications, but we haven't called this out. They are going to make all future unreleased Oculus devices need a Facebook account to be used. So even if you had an Oculus uh, Oculus device right now, if you get a new device now, you're going to have to link your Facebook. So guess what that means for the Quest 2, the Quest Lite, whatever it is that's coming out in September. You're stuck in this box now. You don't get that new cool device we're all excited and wanting to hear about and see about without linking up a Facebook. And for make some people, well, that's that's what some people are saying, make a fake one. Yeah. Well, the problem is for those of us who have already linked ours currently, any games that you bought are stuck to that Facebook. So some of us, if you already, if you're almost double effed if you already owned an Oculus device before <laughs> this news. Because if you were about to buy your first one, your first Quest 2 or Quest Lite when it comes out, you could make a fake one or use an old face, whatever you want to do. You could do that and this would work. But if you've already, like me, bought a bunch of games on the Oculus store and your mm. Facebook's already linked up, luckily it's an old fake one of mine, but that's beside the point. <laughs> if it were my... hear you. Yeah, <laughs> quiet, quiet. <laughs> but if this were my real one, that's what would happen. And that would totally suck if I didn't want that to be the case. So the fact that they're, it seems like they're not adding options here. Like they're not saying we want you to link your Facebook, but you can do this. It's like, it's like we're being forced into it yes, and people don't go ahead. What they're doing. Like literally I'm telling you, I saw the difference. Cause I don't know if you still had your request at the time or not when it happened, but like literally in the beginning, they're like, sure you can, if you want to, but like you can just use your Oculus account. I um, mean, you can like add friends. And then it's like, bam, all of a sudden they're like, no, you cannot have friends. You cannot do social stuff without <laughs> linking your Facebook. It was insane. Like so weird night and day difference. And since then, mm-mm. And, and it's bad. And these young people who don't even have a Facebook, they're like, wait, I have to use a Facebook? Can I can I <laughs> use my TikTok or something instead? Oh, like, okay. <laughs> See, yes, and that's another thing. So what about these younger people who uh, are like probably too young to even have a Facebook? 
So like, what are they supposed to do? You know, like, again, just more with the fake ones. It's, I don't know, it just, it, it's bad. It just doesn't even make sense. And that's why Facebook is hoping that these people that don't even have a Facebook, they're going to get VR and realize, oh, I have to make a Facebook. Yep. Yeah, it's not even an option. Like, you're going to have to. That is not the right way to force people in. Well, <sighs> one one last note, Adam started to touch on it, and this kind of goes down like the creepy dystopian future, but like if they succeed and if we're all spending all our time in VR, that would mean most of the advertisements we're all going to start seeing are going to be through Facebook. It's going to be theirs in our games and in our worlds, and it's going to they would have absolute control of advertising of what we see, what we buy, what we choose. And it would be, it could be freaky. I, I don't want to get all scary, but it <laughs> it's definitely a little too much control. I feel like for any company to have over this budding new medium that is so powerful and we haven't figured out how powerful it is. For those of you who haven't been in VR yet, this is, this is a revolutionary future that could be coming from this. You could do all of your work. You do all your gaming, all your socializing, literally in virtual reality. But that would mean this one company could control literally everything you see. Scary. Yeah, scary yeah. stuff. I mean, there was a study done not too long ago. Uh, we almost brought it up on a podcast one of these weeks, but... Eye tracking is one of the biggest new technologies for VR that's coming out, has a lot of benefits, but these researchers were able to use eye tracking and they're able to figure out everything about you. They're able to figure out more or less your height, your age, your weight, your gender, your sexual preference, wow. what types of products you like, everything about you. And so, you know, like just imagine if Oculus started putting eye tracking in its headsets to make it better, which it would, um, but then they, by default, know all this information about you, know what you're paying attention on, and then just start subtly putting things in the environment for you to have. <laughs> exactly. You know, imagine just going around and just seeing a Chick couple of Coke cans, right? Or <laughs> yeah. just seeing like a couple of Coke cans around the corner and it makes you start thinking, oh man, I could use a Coke. Yeah, <laughs> in the, that's a problem. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh man! But uh, it, <laughs> it starts to verge on things that we we haven't really considered yet about like VR and subliminal advertising and stuff like that. Like that'll be a discussion for another week. But there's definitely a lot of implications that this has, and it's it's interesting to see where this goes. So let's hope with all this backlash, Facebook takes a step back or something, and at least gives them some time to figure this out. So. Before we wrap up this podcast, we did get another question from our live stream. We've been live streaming these every Wednesday. For those of you out there who don't know that, you can come hang out during the live stream, get questions in the podcast last minute and still hear us talk. Bailey Trini, Trini? <laughs> asks, will ne the next generation consoles make VR mainstream? By next generation, you want to say five years? <laughs> well, next gen consoles, I'm guessing they'd mean the PS5 and the Xbox one x is that what that's I, called? I imagine so and you know i gotta say that uh i don't think so personally i still think that mainstream for vr is still another generation past that because look <laughs> at microsoft they're not even trying with their console they're going straight to pc to make to make a vr mainstream i think will be the playstation 6 era that's when it really starts to catch on Right now, it's almost still in the um, tech enthusiast realm. It costs a lot of money to get into. There's some finicky bits about it, and it's really an incredible experience, but it's maybe not for mainstream. I think right around PlayStation 6 era is when we're going to start seeing mainstream. Uh, what about you, Destiny? What do you think? That one, since I'm not really big into console gaming i i don't know i feel like jay you're the best person to really answer that one well the problem right now and i'm looking at that name i think it's trine so i'm I'm sorry i'm probably mispronounce it terribly it's but <laughs> looking at it the problem is ps5 is going potentially all in on vr but xbox isn't and and mainstream is typically in the tech industry what like 100 million units well, we're about 10% of the way there. So I, I have a hard time, unless Xbox gets in on it too, I have a hard time believing that we're actually going to make that kind of 100 million mainstream line. That's kind of like the AirPods. Once they sold 100 million, everyone, everyone knew about them. Everyone had them. <laughs> everyone knew what they are. So that's we're, we're a ways off from that. I think maybe by the end of life of the PS5 and the next Xbox, if 
if Xbox adds it, then we'll start to feel like, okay, VR is mainstream. So I hope that answers your question. One more, and then we're going to wrap things up. Natalie, I wonder who that is, asks, did you guys say that Facebook bought Beat Saber? Does that mean that Beat Saber will eventually only be available on Oculus headsets? And we need to put some laws in place on this stuff now. Well, this was news a while back that they bought Beat Games, and that was kind of one of the moments. Everyone was like, oh, no, no, what's happening? We all freaked out. And only now are we starting to see Facebook do the things we thought were going to happen again. <laughs> so I hope it wouldn't become an exclusive just because there's too much money in it being on all headsets. But already they're pulling it from arcades that don't have Oculus devices. So that's a bad sign. I can't predict the future, but it's it's bad. I think the difference is that those arcades didn't have to pay for Beat Saber. It just came pre-downloaded on those arcade headsets. And so maybe that's one of the differences there. But yeah, like if you're worried about that Oculus is or that Facebook is going to pull Beat Saber from your Steam VR, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. You, you think they would? I don't know. Because that's the next yeah. level in just awfulness. I think so many more people would be ticked at, at Oculus for doing that. I think yeah. for good PR, at least, they're just going to leave Beat Saber on all the different devices. That's, yeah, that's true. Just to save face. Yeah. <laughs> this is like some evil IOI corporation stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're... We're going to wrap up this podcast. I want to say thank you to everybody who came out and watched the live stream. It's awesome that you get to be here with us and interact a little bit during it. Uh, join our Discord server. We have a Discord server. We're hanging out there. We talk with people. We answer questions. We save the big questions for the podcast. It's a fun place. You guys are both. Destiny, you're probably the most active on it. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. You should yeah. come hang out, come talk. Come have a good time with us. I I have a couple other Discord servers, so I'm not quite as active, but I still pop in. I still say stuff. Rip, our producers there. Adam's there. You can get your questions answered from us. Chat about all things VR, and you can even influence what we're going to talk about on the podcast. That's where a lot of these discussions come from. We have a Patreon. It's five bucks a month to support the podcast. We have, I think, four patrons now. Thank you so much to all four of you. Come join. If you want to support it, ask direct questions. Get the podcast in stereo and a day early. Then you won't miss some of the awesome deals we tell you about in the podcast, but it's too late when we say, oh, by Friday, the sale ends. You'll actually know on Thursday. Yes, and then, I need to eat this month. <laughs> yes, yes. Help Adam eat. Uh, and then, of course, if you're listening to the podcast, maybe come check out the YouTube. At least watch a couple. Consider subscribing. See what it's like to see us here. And then, of course, if you're on YouTube, check us out. We're on Jeez, what all are we on? We're on. We're on just about everything. You can listen to us anywhere where podcasts are found. (laughs) Except for Facebook. But we are on Apple. We are on Spotify. We are all over the place. So thank you so much for being here tonight with us. You guys have any final words you want to share with our audience? Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Have a good night. And we will see you in the next episode.